We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. This message is going to be totally good. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, speak to us now with clarity. I decrease that you would increase. Use me as a vessel. Use me as a mouthpiece. I pray that this word would go forth, and I pray that it would break up every area where rejection has taken any stronghold in our lives. And today, Father, we take authority over this atmosphere and we say, Lord, have your way. Move by your spirit today. Do what only you can do, which is change us. Do what only you can do, which is cause us to evolve, to be the greatest version of ourselves. Father, we release rejection. Even before we get into this word, I need everybody in this building and online to say this. Say, I release rejection. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, I release rejection. So move by your spirit today. Have your way. Your will be done. In Jesus' name, can I get everybody to just release five seconds of worship right there? Five, four, come on, win. Or nine, 15, three, two, one. Somebody say, yes, Lord. So, guys, this is the final week, week four of our series, Love and Blank, because love is never alone. It always involves something or someone else. And this message is called Love and Rejection. Can I get you to say Love and Rejection. To reject means to push away, to dismiss, or to refuse. I'll give it to you again. To push away, to dismiss, or refuse. And rejection can come in one of two forms. It comes in actions. Sometimes a person can take an action that makes you feel rejected. They walk past you and you know that they saw you. You can feel rejected. Uh, they look directly at you but say nothing to you. You can feel rejected. Maybe they physically push you away. You can feel rejected. But rejection uh, also comes in words. And what I've discovered is that words are actually a more painful form of rejection because of the meaning behind the words let's go so watch this you can get over somebody physically pushing you away but you'll never forget the words that they said when they tried to make you feel like you weren't anything let's talk you'll never forget the words that they said when they didn't want you to think you'd ever accomplish anything you'd ever become anything you'd ever go anywhere but let the devil be made out to be a lie because today we are going to disarm rejection 
It's interesting because uh, during an MRI, researchers discovered that we use the same areas of our brain when we experience rejection, watch me, as when we have physical pain. Check that out. Which means the reason rejection hurts so much is because your mind didn't just process it as something that was emotional. Your mind processed it as something that was physical. Which means I don't just carry my rejection in my emotions. I carry my rejection in my body. Let's go. And so the reason some of you are experiencing trauma and issues in your body is because you are literally carrying around the weight of rejection. You are literally carrying around the weight of who dropped you, of who abandoned you, of who walked away from you. But today, I need you to know you sit next to a survivor. I need you to know you sit next to somebody that's literally about to disarm rejection. Somebody release this, say, I release rejection. Y'all ain't saying it like you mean it. Say, I release rejection. Now, before we get into this, let's be clear about two very clear things. One is that rejection of your actions isn't rejection of you, it's love. See, many times, because a person doesn't like what we do, we think that they don't like us. Now, realizing that if they took the time to tell you about what you're doing, it actually suggests that they really actually love you. I need you to stop thinking that people that check you and correct you because your actions are stanky, that they don't actually love you. Those are the people that care about you because they didn't want you walking out there looking raggedy. But then secondly, watch this, sometimes you can even feel rejection, listen carefully, because of your obsession with who you wish someone was instead of who they actually are. See, you can't feel rejected by somebody else's husband, baby. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Sometimes your obsession is with who you wish they were instead of who they actually are. And so you feel rejected because of a character you wanted them to play, but that's not who they actually are. So you wanted them to be your best friend, but they didn't have the capacity to do that because they're not even loyal to themselves. So how in the world could you expect them to be loyal to you? And so your obsession makes you feel rejection. Needed to clear that up. Rejection is the loss of desired acceptance. And the way we handle loss as humans is through one word that begins with the G. It is grief. Somebody say grief. Grief has five stages, and these are the stages you got to go through to actually handle rejection. Here's what I need you to know. Rejection, here's stage one. The first stage of grief uh, recovery or, or dealing with the process of grief is called denial. Say denial. denial. Now, here's what you need to understand. You cannot deny the realities of rejection. Well, I say rejection is a part of life. Rege you're going to get some no's. You're going to get some people, watch this, who you think you're perfect for and they think you're too good for them. Let that sit on you. Watch the replay. All right? You're going to get some rejection. That's part of life. But watch me. I can't deny it. I just have to make sure that I don't fear it. Let's go. I, I can't deny that it happens. I can't, just can't allow the fear of it to keep me paralyzed. See, some of you all, watch me. You have stayed stuck in your box because you're afraid that if you step outside of your box that you're going to be rejected. Now, realizing, watch this, you'll never find out if you never get out. Let's go. You'll never see what the greatest can be and what you can accomplish if you stay stuck in a fear of rejection. So number one, I got to understand this, that rejection is a part of life. The fear of rejection is what the problem is. It's part of life. You're going to have somebody that says your idea is not good. No. You're going to have somebody that says, no, you can't do that. You're going to have somebody that says, no, I don't want you. You're going to have somebody that does actions and takes actions and gives words that reject. That's part of life. Number two, I can tell I'm in the Kool-Aid because of how quiet it already got. Number two, number two, 
uh, the uh, stage of uh, grief recovery is anger. Now, I need you to hear me. When we get angry, we get dangerous because anger begets danger. Now, here's what I need you to hear. When you experience rejection, listen to me, 915, don't burn your house down because they rejected it. Make your house better, but don't burn it down because they rejected it. Here's what often happens. When you experience rejection, you tear up everything you've done. So you're quitting stuff that you didn't start because of them. You're ruining things that you didn't start because of who rejected you. So listen, you can't allow angry or anger to get you to a place of danger to where you're tearing things up because of your feelings of rejection. So now you're on the phone talking crazy to people who didn't do nothing to you. Now, now watch this. Now you're blowing up on your kids because a man rejected you. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. Touch your neighbor. Touch your neighbor. Say, don't burn your house down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Say, so just make it better. Here, here's the third stage of grief recovery. It is bargaining. And in the words of Pastor Bonnie Raitt, <laughs> I made a pastor. In the words of Bonnie Raitt, later remade by Tank, later remade by Prince, I can't make you love me if you don't. You can't make your heart feel something it won't. What's the point? I'm not spending one minute of my time trying to convince anybody about anything related to me. Y'all ain't said that to me right there. In other words, I refuse to bargain with somebody that couldn't pay for it in the first place. Let's go. Because what bargaining does is bargaining says, listen, if I do this or 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 if I do this, and the danger with a bargain is that that means you have to drop the value. The danger with a bargain means you have to drop the price. And I need you to know you sit next to somebody that's not negotiating on their value this year, nor this decade. Slap somebody next to you, high five. Say, I'm not negotiating on my value. Now, that doesn't mean that, watch this, you be arrogant or that you be stuck up or that you be selfish. It just means, watch this, I am not going to try to uh, deal with your rejection by lowering my value, by lowering my price, by lowering my identity. What does that mean? For God, I live and for God, I die. And if you can't get with that, you can get to stepping. But it's amazing how many of you, watch this. Okay, let me just preach the way I want to since y'all quiet. It's amazing how many of us, watch this, that who accepts us, God will do wrong to get acceptance of a man that does you wrong. You'll do God wrong to get accepted by a woman that treats you like trash. Y'all ain't said You got to be careful that you're not so busy chasing the acceptance, watch this, of who doesn't matter, that you miss the acceptance you have of who does matter. I need everybody in the building to say, I'm accepted by God. Say it like you mean it. Say, I'm accepted by God. All right. Here's the third. Uh, Here's the fourth. Here's the fourth. Here's the fourth. Depression. Denial. Anger. Bargaining. Depression. You go through these stages every time you feel rejected. You deny that you were rejected. You (laughs) you, You deny the fact that they literally curved you. Google it. You, 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 denied, you denied the fact that they literally didn't do what you said to do. And that's what they're supposed to do. 
you're denying that, all right? Then, then, then after you figure out what's happened, now you get mad about it. See, watch me. Denial's a dangerous place to live because you can't stay there forever. So then you get mad about it. I can't believe you. What are you doing to me? Then once you get angry, then you say, well, maybe. Now you start negotiating. Start bargaining. Got it? And the danger, again, with bargaining is, is that it literally takes you into, com into confusing conversation. We're going to look at that in just a moment. And then, watch this, then you get to depression. Now, here's the thing about depression. In Isaiah 53 and 4, because somebody said, Bishop, you haven't read a scripture yet. Here we go. First one. Isaiah 53 and 4. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, surely, everybody shall, surely, he has borne our, what's that word? Griefs, plural. Which means he says, you're about to go through some stuff. Uh -huh. just, just, just lay your hands on yourself say, you're going to go through. Say, but you're going to get to. I need you to understand that. You're going to go through some stuff, but you're going to get. He that has begun a good work in you and I shall complete it. And I need you to hear me. God ain't going to leave you undone. Come on. God's not going to leave you unfinished. Somebody say, he's working on me. Say, and he's not done yet. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried away our sorrows. Now, watch me. If he, listen to me, if he paid for this, I'm not living with this. I need you to catch that. If he paid for it, I'm not living with it. Um, if you use an online shopping service, whatever online shopping service you may choose to frequent. If you use an online shopping service, here's the deal. You go online, you make your order. When you make your order, they're supposed to ship you those items from the, you know, the closest warehouse. Now, here's the deal. Uh, once, I, once I pay for it, um, in effect, it's mine. But you want to know what's interesting is they don't actually charge you for it until it's shipped. Because as far as they're concerned, once it leaves our hands, it's now your responsibility. Be a good church. Since he has what? Born. What does that mean? Paid for. Since he paid for my grief, that means, watch this, I may be upset for a half a day. I might even be upset for a full day, but I can't keep this problem longer than 24 hours. And some of you, you've been holding on to rejection since you were 19 and you're 49 now. Some of you have been holding on to rejection for years. And I need everybody in this building and everybody online to say, I release rejection. Say, he paid for it, so I don't have to live with it. Say it again. Say, he paid for it, so I don't have to live with it. Let's just be honest, though, because when you're going through, when you're going through grief because of rejection, you know, sometimes you like sitting in that. Don't nobody think this. Don't nobody think this. Okay, listen, and I get it. You can have a day. And that's it. For some of you, today was the last day of you being in grief about rejection. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I know it's at least 50 of y'all in this building right now. Where today is going to be the day you tell grief, uh-uh, today this thing is over. I'm switching from a pity party to a praise party. If you're one of those 50, hop on your feet and release a praise. Go, 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 go. I said release a praise, 915. You can be seated. You're changing your party type. <laughs> you can put the tissues away and get the, the little things that make noise out. 
Watch me. Here's the final step of, of, of grief recovery. Because rejection is loss of desired acceptance. So you can't be rejected by somebody you didn't want to be accepted by. I didn't want your acceptance no how, so that don't hurt me. You can't be hurt by who you never watched this, who, who you never wanted to hear from. See, some people be thinking they hurting you, especially on social media. They be thinking they hurting you, posting their little negative comments and stuff. Like, baby, I didn't actually care what you thought anyhow. Your first mistake was thinking that I gave a doggone. All right. Acceptance. Say acceptance. So here's, re here's, here's rejection. Would you come? Here's rejection. Rejection is simply redirection. Say redirection. redirection. Say it again. Say redirection. redirection. So, so here's the deal. Here, here's how most people, here's how most people, here's how most people deal with rejection. So, okay, so let's say I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get to you, okay, so I want acceptance, but, but I'm getting rejected. Push me away. Don't push me hard. <laughs> <laughs> all he got to do is just boom, and I'm <laughs> going with the wind. All right, all right, okay, so, so, so watch this. All this is, say rejection, rejection. say it's redirection. redirection. Fine, I'll go over here then, because there ain't no block over here. You missed it. Some of y'all keep struggling to be accepted by who and what don't want you, know how, and your problem is you keep bargaining. So here's what you do. Let me drop my value and see if you'll take me now. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Let me drop my value and see if you do it. Okay, I ain't gonna talk that much no more. Let me see if you want me now. And before you know it, watch this. You completely lost what it is you're supposed to do in the first place. And all I need to realize is rejection is simply redirection. And for some of you, watch this. Push me hard this time. Some of you, watch this. God's trying to get you up out of some mess and get you up out of some stuff. And you need to let it happen and happen quickly. Say rejection is redirection. That's the acceptance piece. So I'm not going to force you to hear me. Let me help every leader in the building. Um, hear me. I'm not going to fight with you to lead you. Sometimes leaders waste their time trying to convince people. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Listen, I said let's go. Now, if you ain't downstairs ready at 8, I'm leaving. I'm not waiting on you. I need you to release this over your life. I'm not waiting on anybody this year. Woo, that's good to me. Say it like you mean it. Say, I'm not waiting on anybody this year. Say, I'm not waiting on anybody this decade. Say, I'm ready. Say, God's ready. Let's go. So, 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 so denial, anger, de bargaining, depression, acceptance. I want to show you a story. Genesis chapter 3. I want to show you. In the beginning, Genesis, uh, if you look at Genesis, you see gene, the origin of things. Now, I want you to stay with me very closely and carefully because if it got Adam, don't think that you're exempt. Adam was in the teshalam, that's a Hebrew word, in the image and likeness of God, and rejection was so powerful and the fear of it was so powerful that it literally put Adam at opposition with the only love he ever knew. Why is that dangerous? Because if you don't realize just how powerful rejection is, you will literally think that you're playing rejection when rejection is playing you. But I need everybody to open your mouth and say this. I release rejection. 
So we are. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent. Stop. It doesn't say snake. Now, I've taught on this before. I don't want to go too, too far to the left. I want to stay on this path. It does not say snake. This was not a snake in the garden. This was a serpent. A serpent means a deceiver. He's a speaking spirit that deceives. I need you to hear me. So now the deceiver was more what crafted than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, snakes don't talk. Men do. Let's go. Genesis 19 makes it clear how angels appear in the earth. Whenever an angel appeared in the earth, Genesis 19 teaches us that they looked like men. They appeared like men. They didn't have wings. They weren't flapping. They weren't little big babies with big old stomachs. No, that's not Bible. So watch me. When the serpent is speaking, Eve is speaking to a man, watch me, that she should not have been speaking to. Which shows us, watch this, rejection always begins with crafty conversation that creates confusion. You got to be careful who you're talking to because they, watch this, the source of your rejection rejection might be living in your house the source of your rejection might be in your bloodline the source of your rejection might be your best friend now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field the Lord God had made he said to the woman did God actually say you should not eat of any tree of the garden Let's look at how he phrases the statement did God actually say that now why does he ask it that way because when God said that Eve wasn't there Adam was so through deductive logic we have to ascertain that Adam told Eve which means watch this the source of rejection is about confusion He's trying to get her confused about what Adam said. Watch this. So now there's issues with her and Adam, and now there's issues with Adam and her. Now there's issues, watch this, with them and God. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, some of you, watch me, you could get rid of a lot of rejection if you learn how to open your mouth and talk. Your little temper tantrums don't work with grown folk. You got to open up your mouth and talk. Did God actually say, I feel like preaching now. You shall not eat of any tree in the garden. So watch this. Rejection starts with crafty conversation that creates confusion. What's crafty? Deceptive. Verse 3. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. This is very direct. Say direct instructions. But he introduces something that's crafty and it creates confusion. So watch this. Verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, I skipped a few verses to get to where we're going, and that it was the delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and she ate. Here's the second thing. Rejection makes you rebellious. She knew what she was supposed to do, but because she's now got this seed of rejection that started with what? Crafty conversation. Sometimes you need to actually analyze what people are saying to you. Because you don't realize, watch this, what they're actually saying and what they're trying to, watch this, what they're trying to leave in your life. See, an attack against you always begins with a conversation. So you got to be careful who you're talking to, what you're letting them say, what you're letting them put in your atmosphere. Because if you're not careful, watch this, you will literally be sitting up having a conversation with who's about to take you out your position. Oh, but I need everybody to say this. Say, I release rejection. So watch this. And she gave um, to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Now, there's so much to this story, but I want to stay focused on rejection. So my question is this. All right, I know we live in a new time. But here's my question. If my wife sitting up talking to another man, this is how this is going to go. Let me, tell you, let me rewrite the Bible for you. This is how this is going to go. When he starts talking... Hey, baby, who's he? Who is this? 
I just want my privacy. Baby, when you got married, you gave up your right to privacy. Yeah, we one flesh. So who is this Yahoo? It's fourth Sunday. Man, if I had a fifth. Who is this? Oh, hey, how you doing? Ha Satan, your name is? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Satan? Okay, okay, gotcha. All right. Good to meet you. What you need with her? Because see, watch this. She's my queen. Watch this. But I got to cover her. I'm the king. And some of y'all, your issue is you keep dating sheets that are beneath you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. If you're a queen, you can't get a twin-size sheet to cover you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. So, so what do you need with her? What, what do you need with her? What's going on? What you need with her? What you need with her? Anything you need to say to her, you say to me. Because you knew here. We don't, I don't remember you being here. When, we, when I was naming the animals, I don't recall where you come from. Scorpion, spider, giraffe, triceratops. Where you come from? Because you ain't from, no, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, no, I'll wait. We just talking. That's fine. I'm from just stand here while y'all talking. Go on, say what you're going to say. You better make sure you don't let strangers in your camp and tear up your house. For every man, your job is to be the covering of your house, which means I ain't letting no mess come up in here to mess with my kids, mess with my wife. If you're a single parent, you're the covering over your house, which means ain't no mess and drama coming up in here. See, that would have shut all that down because he would have stopped talking. Call me when Adam go to sleep. Yeah, I heard that too because I'm in the image and likeness of God. What you didn't know is I could hear everything you said. And I know what you're thinking. She won't be calling you. She won't be texting you. She ain't Snapchatting you. And she ain't on no apps. That could have ended the whole thing. But watch this. Here's what rejection does. Rejection recruits. Rejection goes to get some other people to sell them the same crafty conversation. Then they treat you bad too. Then they do this to you. Then they say this to you. Didn't this happen? Didn't this happen? Didn't that happen? Didn't that happen? Didn't that happen? So now, so watch this. Rejection has to recruit because it already knows it doesn't have a strong enough argument on its own. So it needs to get somebody else to sit around and have rejected conversation. God, dog, I'm out of time. Can I finish it? I'm going to finish it either way. All right, watch. Verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were what? Naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths. Two points from here. They sewed fig leaves together. Rejection ruins your perception. So if, if this is the way God made them to be, why are you, why are you, what you covering up? You're hiding because rejection ruins your perception. You don't see you properly. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. And when you don't see you properly, you begin to watch this. You will begin to act improperly. Because you don't see you properly. So because, watch me, so because, because you dealt with rejection, watch this, from your uh, natural bloodline, now watch me, you're trying to create a fictitious bloodline and recruiting other rejected people to have rejected conversation. But now watch me, now you're literally becoming the same thing that was perpetrated to you, to them. I got to move. All right, watch this. The second thing rejection does, it says, and they made loincloths. Rejection makes you fake. 
The reason it's so difficult for people to be real is because there's a seed of rejection. So here's what it means. How can I be real with you if I consistently lie to me? And I need you to touch somebody next to you and say, be real so you can heal. See, watch me. If you go to the doctor, you can't send a representative. Let's go. They can't treat your representative. They can't treat your character. They can't treat the person that you send in there. If there's something going on with you, you got to go in there yourself. And for some of you, I need you to know, God's not impressed by how nice you dress it up, by how much lipstick you put on that pier. God says, I really wish that you'd worship me. Let's go, Bible, in spirit and in truth. I really wish that you would just be truthful and be real so I can finally heal you. Tell the truth about what's going on with you. Tell the truth about what you like. Mm. Let's move. Verse 8. This one, this is, where it messed, this is where it got real good. You ready? And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Which means God's sound preceded him. See, some of you, watch me. When you know God is walking toward you, this is where rejection is dangerous because something in you will say, run. Give up. Stop. Not realizing where it came from. The seed of quitting came from rejection. Now, y'all ready for this? Hey, y'all ain't talking to me. I said, are you ready for this? Watch. It says, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden. Garden of what? Eden, what does Eden mean? Land of voluptuous living. That's important to remember. We'll get to it in a minute. In the what? Cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. You ready? They hid themselves, watch me, in what they lived in. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Let's back that up. Run that back. They hid themselves, watch me, in what they lived in. Let me see if I can say it another way. This is how I am. I just need a minute. I just need some time. I'm just not a good communicator. Y'all gonna look at me with that tone of face? Okay, now you ready for this? Bishop, how do you know that's what happened? Because cool of the day is a very interesting Hebrew phrase. You wanna know what it means? Cool of the day in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, here's what it means. God wanted to converse about what he saw happen. God said, I want to have a conversation about what happened last night. Let's go. I want to talk about what y'all just finished doing. And when God says, I want to talk, rejection shut down. And I need some of you to hear me. Prove that you're struggling with rejection as you don't want to talk about what you need to talk about. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You're avoiding the conversation by being busy. You're avoiding the conversation by going to work. You're avoiding the conversation by drinking. You're avoiding the conversation by sex. You're avoiding the conversation by cussing everybody out. But I need you to stop avoiding the conversation. I need you to touch somebody next to you and say, don't avoid the conversation. Don't avoid it. Don't avoid it. God, when he says he walked in the cool of the day, in Hebrew it means God says, I want to talk about this. Notice what he didn't do. He didn't say, I'm angry with you. But rejection has already decided he is. Notice what he didn't say. I'm throwing you out of the garden. Because that wasn't his intention. When, when God says, I'm coming to you in the cool of the day, God was like, I just want you to tell me what y'all did. <laughs> I just want to talk about it. Notice, God didn't, look at me. Notice, God didn't even accuse them. 
Because Satan is the accuser of the brethren, not God. When God shows up, God ain't accusing you. God is like, can we talk? Can we talk? Come on. For a minute. Boy, I saw what you did last night, but I ain't going to give up on you. <laughs> Touch your neighbor and say, he just wants to talk. Say, if you run, you make it worse. Say it again. Say, if you run, you make it worse. And the man and his wife hid themselves in the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. So here's the next thing about rejection. Rejection makes you run from who you should run to. So you're going to hide in some trees, Adam? Like, look at me. When you think about what you did to avoid the conversation, it's not even practical. It doesn't even make a lot of sense. Some people get, watch this, they will become hypochondriacs and get sick so they don't have to talk. Mm. Come down your row. Some people's emotional illnesses aren't real. They have literally conjured them up in their minds so they don't have to tell nobody the truth about what they've been doing. Verse 9, but the Lord God called to the man and said, Adam, since when I walked over to talk, you didn't want to talk. Now I'm finna holler. Every parent knows that you start out nice and easy. When you know they heard you and didn't respond. Come on, parents. When you know they heard you and didn't respond, it goes from, hey, son, come on down to Principal Michael Williams. You better, ooh, help me, Jesus. You calling on the Lord and everything else. <laughs> so God starts hollering. He says, where you at? What does that mean? Adam, you left position. Mm. Because rejection removes you from position. You will literally Forfeit what belongs to you because rejection will tell you he wants to take it. And he never wanted to take it. He just wanted to talk. Some of y'all won't have conversations in your marriage because you just know that if y'all had this conversation, this might be it. Well, then one of two things. If it's it, then let's get this over with. So you can go and I can go. And you can do you boo and I can do me. Sitting up, wasting time, hoping it changed and we ain't doing nothing different. It's called insanity. But number two, this might not break it. Let's go. This might make it. Y'all ain't said nothing. The conversation we might have might bring us the healing that we needed because both of us were struggling with rejection. And I couldn't tell you, you couldn't tell me. And so now we got issues between us when all we needed to do was open our mouths and talk. But, but, but here's verse 10. And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. I, I like his honesty after the fact. Problem is, is, can I be honest with you? Most people wait to tell the truth until it no longer matters. Because at this point, God is like, all right, you missed the meeting. Um, you got me hollering down here. Look, look at this. I heard the sound of you in the garden. Remember, sound of you means I knew you wanted to talk. And I was afraid. Because I was naked, so I hid. Three things from this. Y'all still with me? Three things from this. Real quick. First, rejection fears face-to-face -face confrontation. Rejection is passive-aggressive. 
Rejection will text you and ignore your call. Rejection will email you and ignore your call. Because if I, just, if I do it in a one-way communication, I don't have to worry about what you say back because I got out what I wanted to say. So then this way, I still, well, I, says, I still don't have to deal with the potential of you rejecting me because I never actually gave you an opportunity to say anything to me. So I'll email you, knowing that you probably ain't going to email back. That way I can say they rejected me. Y'all ain't saying that to me. No. All right, here's the second thing. He, he says he was afraid because he was what? Naked. So here's the second thing, or the next thing about this. Rejection lives in shame. I've given you like, this is what are the points of the message? Like 50. <laughs> Rejection lives in shame. How does shame work? Shame is the outer covering of pride. See, so when you got a when you got a when you got a when you got a pride and a shame issue, shame fuels pride. And so what ends up happening is that pride exists because shame is there. If you look at the end of chapter two, uh, talking about Adam and Eve, something significant. It says, "In the man and his wife, they were naked and unashamed." Now you're naked and ashamed. But what happened? Rejection, the fear of it, it made you shame because you knew what you did last summer. You knew what you did. So now it's like, how do I tell my dad? That's what he is. How do I tell him what me, Adam, and the deceiver had going on last night? I know he know. The Holy Ghost was present. That's the crazy thing about rejection is most times the people you fear talking to already know the deal. Touch the neighbor and say, don't live in shame. shame. Say, be real real. so you can heal. So watch. Let's let's close this. Watch this. He lives in shame. And then he says, I what? I hid myself. Here's the next thing. Rejection is a recluse. When you're dealing with rejection, all of a sudden you pull away from what you think might, could possibly have the potential to maybe hurt you. I don't do people. Really? <laughs> it's amazing when I hear women talk about, I just don't have a lot of lady friends. You got a lot of rejection from your mom and them. Now the ladies. Which means you don't do women. Y'all ain't said nothing right there. Right? So you become a recluse. You, you literally, mm-mm, nope, can't nobody hurt me. Can't nobody hurt me in here. You come out to eat. Some of y'all don't even do that. Only people that know you is your Uber Eats driver and your DoorDash person. <laughs> and they already know what you want. <laughs> you can have whatever you like. Listen, listen, listen. Here's the last couple of points, and I want you to get this. Verse 11. And he said, who told you you were naked? Watch the question. Did you eat of the tree which I commanded you not to? He says, Adam, this is a simple question, man. Did y'all do what I said not do? And here's how crazy rejection is. Rejection, rather than saying, I, I did. You knew that, though. You just wanted to see if I could be real with you about what was going on with me. 
See, some of you, you, you're so used to being so strong, you've never learned to be vulnerable to anybody, including God. And God is like, really, you're going to sit here and pretend like you ain't heard right now? You're going to sit here and pretend like you don't want to holler, cuss, scream right now? You're going to really pretend? Would you release this over your row? Say, this is the real row. Look, he says, did you eat what I said not to eat? All right, so here's, here's the thing. Rejection removes the wrong people. See, here's what I've noticed about rejection is you will literally pull, the Bible calls them worthless fellows to you, to push away the too good that you think might push you away. It's this Bible. I got to close this. I got to move. Watch, watch. Verse 12. And the man said, all he had to do was say, I did. And I ran and I was ashamed. And listen, Lord, it was a whole lot going on. Um, all he had to do but no you know what he does he does what rejection does the next thing rejection does is this rejection blames this woman watch me you gave me to be with here's what rejection does it always feels victimized when it is really the purple See, re see, see, you're the perpetrator, but rejection will make you think you're the victim. It's so unfair what's happening to me. You literally are the perpetrator, sir. <laughs> you literally are the one doing this. Look, this is the woman you gave me to be with. She gave me the fruit, and I ate it. It's her fault, and it's your fault. It ain't me. Both of them. Not me. I want to do an honesty check. Let's see if we're going to be real, church. Let's see if we're going to be real. How many of us in the last 12 months you've blamed somebody else for something that was you? Come on, just, just be real. Come on, let's be real. Come on, let's be real. Now say, Lord, because I'm real right now, you can send the power to heal right now. Come on, release worship right there for three seconds. Come on, three. Come on. Two. One. Now let me finish. Let me finish. Look at this. So let's let's skip down to verse 24. A whole lot happens. God starts cussing. Cussing is a derivative of cursing. And the Lord says, cursed be you, cursed be you, cursed be you. He curses the woman. He curses the serpent. And he curses Adam. And look at verse 24. He drove out the man. Now, this is deep. He says, since you want to run, Adam, stay with me. He says, since you want to run, Adam, he says, what I'm going to do. And since you didn't value what I gave you, I'm going to drive you out of it. Which means what belongs to you, I'm going to drive you out of it. And I need you to hear me in this year, in this decade. You, watch this, you're not losing what you work for. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Y'all play it with me. I need you to release this over your life. Say, everything that's mine. I shall possess this year and this decade. Watch. He drove him out of the garden of what? Eden. What does Eden mean? Land of voluptuous living. And he placed a cherubim. A cherubim means a flaming one. So he says, listen, the only way you can get into the garden, the only way you're going to get in here, he guarded the garden, look, and the tree. He says, Adam, you can't have this anymore. Because rejection made you treat it like it was nothing. So watch this. I'm shutting off your access. 
I'm shutting off your access. Let me see if I can make it more real. I'm turning your water off. I'm turning your lights off. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. I'm turning your cell phone off. You're gonna have a, an assistant answering your phone. <laughs> We're sorry, but the number you've dialed, <laughs> it's your sister. And that would be a sad story if that's where it ended. Because you'd be like, yeah, this rejection is a mug, ain't it? But somebody say, but God. I don't know who needs to hear this, and I got to finish this, but you need to know, watch me. Whenever it looks like it's at its worst, there's always a but God. Whenever you feel like this is the end, there's always a Whenever you think this is my ending place, this is where it's going to be messed up, jacked up, tied up, there's always a Can I get everybody in this building, everybody online, y'all type what y'all said to holler, but God, one, two, three. One, two, three. 1 Corinthians 15, 22. It would look real bad right there, like rejection took everything. And it did. Watch me, for a season. And then God was like, listen, I ain't going to leave you like that. I got a bounce back for you. I got a bounce back for you. See, let's be honest. Everybody under the sound of my voice, rejection has made you lose access to something. But what I need you to know is somebody released to say, I'm in my bounce back. Come on, y'all say, I'm in my bounce back. Watch me. For as in Adam, all die. But in Christ, all shall be made. Let me see if I can say it another way. Adam, you lost access because of rejection. But Jesus took my rejection, took my grief. So the access that Adam lost, Jesus gave it right back to me. And I need everybody in here that you're determined not to walk out of this building with a seed of fear of rejection. I need you to lift up your hands and say, I release rejection from every area of my life. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this for me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.